I just, yeah, we're, we're getting right into the tilt. Uh, I mean, how? I, I just, watching Jaron Jackson Jr. play basketball takes years off my life. Years. I mean, some of the fouls he commits. If he doesn't get in foul trouble here, I probably have the nuts. I just don't even know what to say. I mean, he's got five fouls, and he's going out hard contesting Cat in a three-pointer, and he fouls him. Or when he has one foul early in the first quarter, and he just absolutely just runs someone over trying to block a shot, block a three-pointer. I mean, Jaws the goat. That that we know. I mean, that he absolutely took over. Um, but yeah, I am just in full, full pain here. Um, so going over the rest of my lineup, uh, no surprise. I had four Heat: Vincent, Oladipo, Strauss, Bam. Uh, Depot, Struss, and Bam all smashes. Jaron Jackson Jr. played like 15 minutes. Like I said, if he plays 30-plus, he's breaking the slate. But once again, he can't keep his hands to himself. I'll probably keep playing him, and I'll probably keep getting let down because I just know if I fade him next game, he's going for 50. And if that happens, you might not see from me again. Um, so yeah, I just might just have to keep playing them. Uh, just simple as that. But, um, yeah, John Brandt was an absolute smash. Uh, Cam Johnson is solid. And then Cat was a smash. Uh, just super tilting. Cat, massive foul trouble. He lost big minutes. Uh, obviously, Jaron Jackson Jr., massive foul trouble. Uh, McDaniels is outscoring Vanderbilt. Then he got in massive foul trouble, um, as, you know, a pivot that I mentioned. So, Yeah. Um, just so many fouls in that series, the Memphis, Minnesota series, but that's it for the look back guys. It's going to be, a, it's going to be a great night. Um, but, uh, yeah, if Jaron Jackson Jr. does get in foul trouble, I could be looking at a takedown, but, um, hope you guys had a good night and, uh, let's talk about this slate. I guess really quick for the intro. Um, if you guys are looking for a more in-depth DFS content, I do offer that on patreon.com. You can check it out. Link down below. The sponsor of this video is prize picks. Also another tilting part. Uh, so I hopped on all the heat overs, uh, right when Jimmy Butler got ruled out. So I hit all those, uh, but the three players I took over all gotten massive foul trouble. Jaron Jackson, junior rebounds, massive foul trouble. Patrick Beverly over PRA missed by like a point, massive foul trouble. And then Jay Crowder, massive foul trouble. Cool. But um, yeah, prize picks and player prop site, guys. You can use my discount code DKDFS for a 100% match up to $100. All right, so let's just get into the video. Chicago, Milwaukee, Denver, Golden State. So both these games have some blowout risk. Um, so there's going to be some definitely some game theory uh, in going involved when you're, you're making lineups. But let's start it with Chicago. Uh, massive blowout risk here on the road, even if Levine or Crusoe play. But right now, it's not expected that Levine plays. Crusoe, I think, is more 50 50. Um, yeah, if, if both Levine and Crusoe are out, so obviously DeRozan and Boosfish are just going to have to do everything offensively. They will look like, like good plays at the top. However, I think there's a good chance they get absolutely destroyed and lose by like 50. But yeah, DeRozan and Boosfish just have to do everything. 
Uh, DeRozan's been quiet of late, uh, 23 and 35 fancy points last couple games. He was way better on the road. Vucevic has been relatively consistent. Um, didn't have the best game last game, but um, I would say he's probably been the most consistent bull of this series. Uh, if Levine and Cruz are out, then you're just going to get pretty big run for Pat Williams, Kobe White, and Desumu. Pat Williams, a 5K, kind of just there. I don't love it. I think there's other guys in the mid-range. I like the ceiling more. However, if the game does blow out, he could play in the blowout. So, like, you do have to factor that in, that, like, if this game turns into a massive blowout, uh, Pat Williams could definitely be on the court to, to uh, close it out. Um, and then guys at Kobe White, Io. If there's no Caruso on Zach Levine, I assume those two are starting along with Pat Williams, Vooch, and DeRozan. So if that is the case, they're going to make for pretty good plays. Kobe White's been struggling with a shot. However, if there's no Levine and no Caruso, he's probably going to have to play pretty big minutes. And then Io would most likely start at the point, would make for a good value as well. So we'll keep an eye on that news with Caruso and Levine. The rest of the Bulls, I mean, I guess with no Caruso and Levine, like maybe you can consider like a, a Javante Green who might play like 15 or so minutes. Um, Derek Jones Jr. has been playing a little bit. Again, I don't know if it's worth it to go there. Um, you know, you've been seeing Tristan Thompson play a little bit of backup five run, but not enough to really consider him. So um, I think that's it for the Bulls. Moving on to the Bucks. So Giannis had a combo 11-6. Great matchup. I mean, he looks phenomenal if you can afford him at the top. Obviously, you do have to factor in that they could only play three quarters. But, um, yeah, so, like, last or two games ago when Milwaukee blew them out, uh, Giannis only went for 40. So, like, that is a risk with Giannis is there's a chance he only plays three quarters here. Drew Holiday, basically the same thing. Um, makes for a good option here at the top. Should play, you know, close to 40 minutes. However, you got to factor in there's a chance he only plays three quarters like he did two games ago. Bobby Porras at 6'5". Um, I think he makes her a decent play in the mid-range. Did get a little bit extra run last game because of Brooke Lopez foul trouble. So I don't know if we see 33 minutes again from Bobby. I think somewhere in the you know, high 20s to maybe about 30 minutes for him, which makes him like a, a solid option. Lopez, again, like I said, he's been massive foul trouble. Um, been struggling a little bit of, it, of late. I do think, though, he will be a lot lower owned than, than Portis. So if you wanted to go to Lopez over uh, Portis for ownership, I don't think it's the worst idea. I'll continue to fade here. If Grayson Allen continues to shoot 90% from the field, um, I'm just going to lose. It's just That's just what's going to happen. So I know he's going to have open looks, but I'm not chasing here. If he continues to shoot this well, I'm just going to lose. I'm going to be tilted, obviously, but I'm not chasing Grayson Allen. So yes, he's probably playing 25 to 30 minutes. He will have some open shots. I don't think he continues to shoot 90% from the field. So he's been playing out of his mind. He's been shooting lights out. His price is up. He's score independent. If he struggles with a shot, he could very easily fail at, I think, increased ownership. So for me, I want none of it. Again, if he continues to shoot that well, I'm just going to lose. Basically, when someone brought up Trey Young to me, I was like, yeah, Trey Young's going to be popular. I have no interest in him, though. If he goes out and kills me, he kills me. That's what I said. I prefer Ja, I prefer CP3, I prefer Cat. And that's basically with, with Grayson Allen. He's going to have increased ownership. He shot 90% last couple of games. I'm going to fade. I would rather go to Pat Connaughton for cheaper. I think he's a safer option. A um, little bit of a better rebounder. Probably plays 25 to 30 minutes. I would rather Pat Connaughton than uh, Grayson Allen. And then Wes Matthews at 3-6. I mean, he's playable, I guess. He'll play probably 25 to 30 minutes. But, man, he really does not produce fancy points. And I'll mention George Hill. Keep buying this. He's questionable. He's been out for the whole series, but couldn't be back in this game. And if I think if he plays, he would probably boot Javon Carter out of the rotation. So 
Maybe as a dart throw in like 15 to 20 minutes, you can consider a guy like George Hill. And then in the blowout, I will mention this. Like in a large field tournament, I don't think these guys, these guys will most likely not be in the regular rotation. But if Milwaukee's up like 40 in the fourth, then, you know, you can look to guys like Thanasis, like a Sergi Baca. Um, these are guys that, you know, can produce in the blowout. Um, so, again, it's not something you can really uh, recommend with confidence, but, you know, you can at least consider those guys uh, in large field tournaments if you're playing for that massive blowout. And then Denver and Golden State, the game I think has a little bit of a better chance to stay competitive, but still obviously has some blowout risk playing on the road at Golden State. Jokic 11-4, like I said, Denver's gotten blown out of the two games they played at Golden State. But if they want any chance, he's got to have a big game here. So I think Jokic uh, makes for a good option here at the top. Aaron Gordon, I've played him back-to-back games at low ownership. Um, I think he still looks pretty good here. Uh, he's playing mid-30s minutes. He had a quiet first couple games, but has really stepped it up. He has to be more aggressive on offense for Denver to win. So I think Gordon's a solid option in the mid-range. Will Barton has really, really taken a backseat. Um, you know, it really hasn't done much offensively. If you want to go to him at lower ownership, uh, I think it's it's doable. But what I've seen the last couple of games, he has definitely taken a little bit of a backseat. Monty Morris, I've been really uh, high on him when he was like, you know, mid 4K range. Now he's 5'4". So the price point just feels right for Monty Morris. Um, so don't don't love the price point there. Bones Highland at 4'3". Should play somewhere in the neighborhood of 15 to 20 minutes. If he plays well, might get extended a little bit more. Um, you know, maybe if the game blows out, he'll get a little bit of garbage time run. So I think he's in consideration for GPPs. The dust of Jeff Green, uh, minutes have been way down on him. So don't think we can go there. Uh, the dust of Austin Rivers, however, has been playing more. Did a five steals last game and still only went for 17 fancy points in 36 minutes. Take away those five steals. And Austin Rivers has seven fancy points in 36 minutes. But it seems like they've been giving, they've been wanting to play Rivers more this series than Green. So I guess if you want to choose one of those washed up veterans, go to Austin Rivers. But my God, does that just make me want to puke if you play Rivers? Uh, and Boogie Cousins, Mike Malone, stubborn, continues to play him the backup five. He's been very productive. So I like him. I don't really think there's a, there's a risk of a DNP here because uh, he's played every single game so far this series. And he's going to play around 10 minutes. And like I said, he'll be very productive when he's on the court. So I do think Boogie's a pretty good value play. Jermichael Green's at 3-1. He'll play a little bit, like probably 10 to 15 minutes. But um, I think I prefer Boogie uh, if I'm going to take a dart throw on one of those cheap guys. And finally, Golden State. So Golden State's been a team I've kind of been staying away from for majority of the first round. But now the price points look pretty favorable here. Um, and they're playing at home. So, yeah, Steph Curry, 9K, no longer a minutes limit. Um, so I think Steph makes for a pretty good option here at the top. He can still hurt you if he struggles on the field. But if he's going to play like his normal minutes, I think he makes for a good option. Jordan Poole continues to play big minutes. Um, I think we get mid-30s minutes from him. I think he's a decent option in the mid-range. And then Clay Thompson clearly has a ceiling as well. A little bit more scoring dependent. But um, he can go for 40-plus easily. So the three guards I like for Golden State, I think Draymond's a pretty safe option in the mid-range. He should play mid-30s minutes. Andrew Wiggins, I'm kind of just indifferent on him. Played 37 minutes last game. I think we get 30 to 35 minutes from him. Makes him just a fair play. The bench, I have a hard time getting to anyone, really. Otto Porter, the minutes have been down on him. Only played 15 last game. Um, so, a little bit hard to feel good there. They did dust off Kaminga. I will mention. So, I'm not sure if Kaminga will definitely be in the rotation again. But if this game blows out... Kaminga is a guy that could crush in that garbage time. So, um, you know, if you want to roll the dice in Kaminga and, you know, hope he's in the regular rotation and that the game blows out, 
um, he could crush. Uh, I think that's it's uh, definitely viable. Gary Payton, again, only played seven minutes last game. Um, Andre Iguodala played like 13. These are all guys that are playing, you know, very limited minutes. They've been giving the starters pretty big minutes. Looney, been starting, but only been playing around 10 minutes. Um, I guess a relatively similar play to Boogie, but I think the ceiling is a little bit higher on Boogie. Um, like they're both going to play similar minutes. Bielitsa only played five minutes last game. Again, like I said, they, they've been, uh, you know, tightening that rotation. But um, so hard to feel confident in anyone. I will say, though, if you're going to play for the blowout in this game, I think Kaminga is the first guy I look to. Um, and there's a chance he'll be in the regular rotation again. And if he is, uh, that's going to make him a safer play. All right, so that's going to wrap it up for the video, guys. If you have been enjoying the YouTube content, just make sure to hit that like button, subscribe, and notification bell. Appreciate you guys, as always, and I'll see you in the next video.